0: On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, we talk with ASI's Tim Andrews about the Power50, the Power Summit, and the future of the industry. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I'm your host, Kirby Hasselman, and with me today is an industry icon, Tim Andrews, President CEO, head guy in charge of ASI. Tim, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Thanks very much for inviting me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to jump right in. I know that ASI recently hosted a Power Summit with sort of the movers and shakers of our industry all coming together. So can you tell us about that event this year and why ASI hosts an event like that?
1: Sure, absolutely. We had about 200 of the most powerful people in the industry there. Uh, this is our 11th year. Uh, we started this you know, 11 years ago really to bring together people, uh, and there's really a couple of points. One is to bring people together so they can network and really spend quality time together you know, you're at a trade show or other kinds of events over the course of the the year. And it's very difficult to have quality conversations sometimes, uh, one-on-one and really spend an hour or a half an hour really, you know, talking about very serious things that you might want to discuss. So it really is to to get people time to really have quality time together. Um, Secondly, we do educational programming. uh, And that really is important. We try to to, to not make it all about the industry. So the first couple of years of the Power Summit, we really made it very industry-specific and panels of industry players. We now try to break it out a little bit and say, okay, what are the trends we're seeing outside of our industry? And what are the trends we see two or three years out? And try to get people to think outside of their own world and the world that we all live in every day. So we're trying to sort of move people and nudge them out a little bit so they're thinking a little, a little bit beyond you know, sort of the daily routine we're all in.
0: No, I think that makes a ton of sense, and I think that you know that's where you start to see trends and that sort of thing. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. So during that time, uh, the annual Power 50 list comes out. So yeah. I'm curious, why does ASI do that list, and what value do you think it
1: brings? Yeah, I think we try to you know identify people that you know are not maybe in the spotlight as often. So you know, I know that that you and and one of your colleagues you know did an evaluation of that list and sort of had a chat about that. Uh, the day or so after it came out, which I enjoyed, you know, listening to, Uh, you know, we try to highlight some people that maybe are not on everyone else's list and everyone else's radar. So who are the people out there that people should really get to know and be thinking about and are doing interesting things that are powerful, maybe a little bit behind the scenes. And then, you know, who are the players that people do know, probably, uh, because they're reading, uh, you know, reading and listening to things that are going on in in the industry. And we try to highlight them. We've been doing profiles, you know, on our own social media and our pages of our magazines about each of the people that are in the, the power 50 this year. So it's really to sort of spotlight people that are maybe not as well known, but also to sort of have a little profile of, of what's going on with the people that are a little bit better known. No,
0: I, I, for what it's worth, Tim, I really like lists like that. I think not only does it, um, is it great for fodder and conversation, but I actually, usually it's like, I do my homework and I'm like, Oh, I'm not connected with that person. I clearly, I need exactly. to be. So, so that's the way exactly. I read it. Yeah. So, um, so, as you look to twenty eighteen, um, what are some things that you are seeing or you expect for the future of the industry?
1: So, I think there's a few trends going on. I think, first of all, um, there's a lot going on in the apparel space. You know, the apparel space represents about thirty five percent of our industry. And beginning three or four years ago, we saw some of the large apparel companies looking at how do they uh, navigate the the very fine line between being providers of blank apparel to people that are decorators in the in the industry. Um, and how do they also decorate product themselves to get rid of what is, for distributors, a very difficult problem, which is two invoices and the shipping costs and all of the the problems that can occur when you buy a blank good and ship it to a distributor or to a decorator and then, as a distributor, get it to a client. So there's been a lot of navigation of those waters the last three or four years. I think you're going to see more activity in that space. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of concern that Amazon or some other big players could come in and become big blank apparel providers and sellers in our space, or in fact, even that the mills could go directly to the distributor network or the decorator network, bypassing some of the traditional apparel suppliers. So I think there's a lot going on there. So I think as you look at 18 and 19, I think you're going to see a lot of the apparel companies say to themselves, what do I need to do to position myself well in the marketplace? And whether that's continuing to extend their presence in the decoration world, or whether that's looking at uh, you know partnering or buying or doing something else with some of the hard goods companies um, I think you'll you'll see something there would be would be my guess and again in the 1819 kind of time frame um, I think that there's a lot going on in the technology space and we're really trying to play a big role as we have for decades in that you're going to see a lot more on the technology front it is becoming uh, a huge uh, investment need for lots of big companies um, and I think you're going to see that continuing we're really embracing you know every technology platform that we need to to help distributors and suppliers become more and more efficient whether that's the standards that are called promo standards which allows distributors and suppliers to communicate through ASI or with ASI or with themselves and each other or whether it's the other standards that are out there there's a lot of standards out there some of them are non standard standards I'll call them um, so we're embracing that um, and so so I think you're gonna see a lot of things there and also Uh, you know, events like the Power Summit and hosted buyer events like our own Facilitate. Um, So there's a lot of, it's a very busy world, you know, and how social media, finally, as I mentioned, how is social media changing things and how is it not changing things? And so, you know, how do we really leverage social media for good in our own businesses, in our personal lives as well? And and how do we use that to leverage point? You know, I had something over the weekend that happened that's just a really good reminder of this. You know, uh, we've been using Facebook Live uh, at some of the ASI events. Mm-hmm. And I went to a personal event on Friday. A friend's son is going to be rowing um, alone uh, across the Atlantic Ocean wow. uh, to raise awareness of the need for uh, thinking about the oceans and what's going on in the oceans. And and really, it's a very difficult situation in what's happening in the oceans. But, but in any case, my real point is I did a video, uh, a live Facebook live stream of him speaking for 22 minutes on Friday night at his family's home. I've gotten almost 5,000 views of that. I shared it on my own Facebook. We pushed it out to his family and his friends and our networks. Almost 5,000 views of that um, since Friday night you know, at, at 8.30 at night. So I think, how do we continue to leverage Facebook and all these other kinds of social media? So lots of things going on and as we look at 18, 19. It's a really exciting time in, in the industry, but also just, just in the world you know, uh, at large.
0: No, I totally agree, Tim. It's one of those things where it's, man, if you're if you blink, you miss a lot going on in the business world right Absolutely. now. Yeah, it's cool. So you've answered my three questions. I really appreciate that. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me?
1: Absolutely. So if you were me okay, uh, and you were CEO at ASI for the day, what would you do? Oh man. Um so that's legal that's legal that's legal and moral okay <laughs> those are my only two criteria that's legal
0: and moral that does limit what i was going gonna say too. <laughs> uh no you know I, I think that uh for what it's worth i I admire what you and paul uh balance are doing in the industries that sort of um lead lead our um our industry um and so i I think that one of the things that I would really love to do is just understand. It, the the trends that were coming up. I mean, honestly, if I had a chance, I'd love to just follow you around (laughs) and kind of see who you were moving and shaking with because I think that um, so many times all of us Become pretty myopic, right? I I I I see things. I'm always fascinated when I hear distributors tell suppliers how they should run their business, and 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 it's always like it's a totally different business model. And and uh, so I think what I would do if I spent a day, I'd I'd try and figure out and learn a little bit more about the perspective of our industry because uh, I think I'm like most people. I see things through my own lens, and I think that sitting in your chair would be be a different view.
1: Come visit me, tell me one. I think it's a really good point about. Distributors, suppliers telling each other how to run their business or someone trying to tell you how to do what you do or, or, or me to tell me what I do. You know, our business has dramatically changed over the last, I've been here 14 years, I'll be 15 years in February. And, you know, when I joined ASI, we were 80% uh, print business, uh, catalogs and magazines, which are still incredibly important to our business, but big Ford, uh, you know, sort of four volume sets of of Mm -hmm. printed products like encyclopedias that you might remember, might have actually around your office someplace still. And that was 80% of our business. We're now about 85% digital and and live event business and about 15% print. Print's still incredibly important to us. But, But think about that dramatic shift of our business. And so whenever I'm talking to distributors and suppliers, I say to them, how has your business changed in the last 10 years? And has your business changed as much as digital entertainment business, as much as the cable TV business, you know, uh, as much as the automotive business. Think about all of those industries that we all touch every single day and how much they have dramatically changed in 10 years. And has the promotional products business changed that much Has your own personal business changed that much? And if not, what do you need to do to change it? Because Mm. we need to be the change agents for ourselves and for our industry. We can't wait for someone else to change, uh, change it for us because if we do, you know, we'll be in the way, not part of the equation.
0: Yeah, man, that's a great point, Tim. I really appreciate you and and your perspective, and you taking the time. Quite honestly, so uh, anytime. Yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll have to do it again. Okay.
1: Thank you very much. Have a great week.
0: Yeah. Well, that wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.